Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Wednesday, April 15th, 2020, and Shannon and I am here with Stacy, Sarah, Mika, and Natalia, and we are going to talk to you today about all kinds of paranormal things. Yay! Yes! <laughs> Urban fantasy, paranormal romance, um, kind of like fantasy romance, anything that involves the supernatural and fantastic world building and just all the things that we love in all of these sort of subgenres that meet somewhere in the middle of like all the fantasticness. So I realize this is not a super articulate description. And part of that is because as I planned this in my mind, it was not um, a super articulate process, but we will see what we can do. So before we get into that though, I have the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And I am going to start us off today, and then we will hear from Stacy, from Mika, from Natalia. Yes, I'm breaking the world order, and Natalia ah. is not last. And then Sarah <laughs> will end us. And this is a little bit of a different format in that um, you'll hear from us in a little bit more of a free-flowing manner instead of like one than the other than the other than the other. We'll kind of chime in and out a little bit. Hopefully it won't get too chaotic. So urban fantasy and any other sort of paranormal subgenres have been a really big deal here at Book Bistro, especially since the whole COVID-19 pandemic kind of broke out and caused the world to implode a little. And so we've been reading a lot of it. And it seemed like a really natural decision for an episode. So the first book that I want to talk about tonight is the latest release from Sarah J. Moss. This is House of Earth and Blood. It's the first volume in a new series, which is called Crescent City. And this is a phenomenal tome of a novel. It has a very urban fantasy feel, even though the world is different from ours. So it's not set in like a city that you can recognize, but the technology, the kind of class structure, so much of it feels very reminiscent of kind of where we live now. Um, our heroine is a half human, half fae named Bryce, and she's kind of a party girl. Um, she does 
she's a little annoying at the beginning, just to be perfectly transparent, but there's a ton of really stellar growth throughout this series or throughout this novel. This is something somewhere around like 900 pages in print and about 28 hours in audio. So there's lots of room for character growth, for really epic world building. The hero is this really broody, mysterious fallen angel that mm-hmm. I absolutely adored. Um, he has all kinds of secrets in his past and a really <clears throat> troubled view of the future. And he's just not sure that he's going to he'll be able to achieve the things that he wants most to, to achieve. So I, I loved this so much. Um, it's, it's big, it's sweeping, it takes its time and yet doesn't drag. Um, it is just a, a phenomenal book. And so if you're looking for something that maybe is a little bit different from your traditional kind of urban fantasy, I highly recommend it. It is the first book in the Crescent City series by Sarah J. Moss. It is House of Earth and Blood. And I wish the second one was here. I love how you called it a tome that made it my whole night. It is a tome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I kind of want to see a copy of it in print just to see right? like, how, how thick it is. The House of Earth and Blood, a tome that should grace any coffee table. Yes. And the bowels yes. of any library 300 years in future. <laughs> that too. So, Stacy, do you have an urban fantasy that you're loving, or I guess even not just a traditional urban fantasy, but a paranormal book you're loving? Well, I first have to say that House of Earth and Blood is on my TBR and has been since before it was released. And I don't know why I haven't read it yet because I love Fallen Angels and all of those things. Um, and just everything about the plot sounds like it's right up my alley. So I'm so excited. I'm glad you talked about it. So the first book that I want to talk about is actually part of a series. Um, the others series by Ann Bishop. Oh, and I know. Yay. (laughs) And the thing about the others is I started it back in like 2014 and I read the first two books written in red and Murder of Crows. And then there was like a, you know, a break before the next book came out and I kind of moved on to other things and sort of just never like went back to the series. I've, I used to love urban fantasy and, you know, fantasy and paranormal romance. And, you know, besides just a couple different authors, I've really gotten away from it. So sad. I know. But once the pandemic hit, I just didn't want to read anything that could possibly happen right now. And so I like jumped into the deep end of urban fantasy. And one day I just thought, I'm going to just pick up the other series again, but I have to go back and refresh myself on what goes on in the first couple books. And so I picked up Written in Red and it sort of felt like being in like the most amazing bubble bath after a really stressful day. Like it was so like amazing to be back in that world. And it's about um, a young woman named Meg Corbin and she is running from people who want to do her great harm and she runs to what is called a courtyard. And this is where the others who are um, beings that can take animal forms that are vampires. Well, they call them sanguinati because it's more fancy. Um, I'm not going to describe this well. I know it. It's just, it's so epic and sweeping. Um, You know, uh, just people 
non-human beings with other forms and magical abilities. And basically they rule this place called Thasia, which I think is supposed to be earth. Um, and they're not really into humans like Meg Corbin, but through a series of events, she ends up at their courtyard and becomes their human liaison. And the entire courtyard is not trusting. They don't understand her in the beginning, but you know, throughout this whole series, it's about how this entire group of beings rallies around Meg and supports her and cares for her and learns how to understand humans more just to make her happy. And then there's Simon Wolfgard who um, can shapeshift into a wolf and he and Meg sort of have this slow burn amazingness that takes the entire story arc to sort of develop. Um, and I don't even know what to say about this without giving away plot, but it's just the most amazing. Like I finished a series, what friends a week ago, Oh, two weeks like, ago. Yeah. yeah. Like two weeks ago, maybe I've, I've had you a book hangover. Like- I, I was like distraught. I couldn't read a single thing for four days after I finished this five book um, story arc about, um, the lakeside courtyard and Meg Corbin and Simon Wolfgard and all the people that they care about and that care about them. It was just, does anyone have any like better way to describe it than I am? Like, I, I don't even know how to like do this. I won't say justice. better. I won't say better, but I will. Um, cause I think that you described it well, but I will say that, um, part of what makes this series so great is that even though everybody is so different from one another and they don't really understand um, each other sometimes that, that, um, oftentimes the real beauty of this book is them struggling to find those ways to communicate with one another yes. and show common ground and show love. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they may not necessarily call it, you know, love? like, Oh, I'm yeah. showing love, but it truly is. And it's like an open letter to, um, found family. And the yes. other thing I just wanted Yay. to and I, I just wanted to just kind of piggyback off of what you said, Stacey, um, that this is unlike any other urban fantasy that I have ever really read because um, in most of them, humans are like the quote unquote superior and yes. the most, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the ones that are like the most dangerous while anyone that's not human, they're always like kind of fighting for their rights and fighting and hiding, you know, hiding, and, hiding yes. and things like yeah. that. And, these uh the others they will f you up like well, they, humans, they will <laughs> humans are meat i mean they call them meat they call and them so special, special meat. meat special meat yeah which and- which turned my roommate off when she tried to read this book because and i told her i was like okay i read it you can read it it's safe and i promise like they're not out here making like human burgers in, in <laughs> well, front of you so <laughs> they are but we just don't know about it i mean that's exactly. the thing you know but but even like you talked about like ways to love each other even just to accept each other and to work mm-hmm. around differences in like philosophy and you know ways of just handling emotion or handling situations like it's just about acceptance and it's just about, I don't, it's just this whole evolution of these groups that's like us versus them versus them versus them to a group all sort of rallying around to protect both the humans that they grow to care about, but then also to understand like in the wider worldview how to, you know, begin working more with humans to create a more positive like living alliance. environment alliance yeah except without like spoiling i will say that that understanding 
only goes so far. Right, and right. There's only so much that the others will take and accept before you, you better um, yeah. run And the game definitely fast. changes. Like, this is the first urban fantasy yeah. that I've read where, like, you know, where the latter books were not the same shape and scope of the former books. So, yeah. right. you know, it was like, oh, here's world building. And then it was like, oh, you know, so <laughs> look at this. Right, right. Well, and, and I will say, I love the entire series and I love the story arc and I love the progression, but there is something so magical about written and read that I don't know how to even like articulate. It's something it's probably one of the most special books I've ever read in my life. And I don't know why I don't have words, but the rest of the series is really amazing also, but written and read is like in its own special class. If that makes any sense, <laughs> which is surprising for a first book, right? Usually the first book focuses so much on the world building that you don't always feel as much of a connection with the characters, the story arc or whatever, but I don't know. I'll stop rhapsodizing now, but I just, I love written and read. It was way different. I have I to totally, continue. I, totally get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I think I've become spoiled because I can't read urban fantasies one by one anymore. Um, yes. I, I have oh. to binge them. Me I know, too. me Same. too. <laughs> Same. I am not when a I see binger. Oh, I know, yeah. but I feel like it's because you have other things you always have to read, like for review purposes and stuff. Do, would yes, you be a binger? No. no, I think she's a saverer. I am. I have to yeah. like, I, I read one and then I'm like, okay, now I'll put this aside for a little bit and then I'll, right. you know, pick something oh. else. And it, it does kind of stretch, stretch things out for me a little bit more. So I can always know that I have, you know, not so much with the others now because she isn't writing um, in that universe now. So right. I don't know when or if um, we'll have another one of those, but with a lot of things, you know, I can know like, I can sort of return to these worlds anytime. And you have and something like good. That. Yes. So Mika, what do you have for us? Okay. Am I just talking about one book? Yep. Okay. Fine. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to talk about this really awesome author that I found out about because um, someone was mentioning that, like on Twitter and they were saying, um, and they were saying, you know, this, this, these books have a lot of things that a lot of people dislike. And I was like, yeah, all over it. Because when I see something like, you know, people don't like heroines for some reason, I almost always will be contrary and will go read that book anyway. So um, this book is, um, the series is called the Dowser series, D-O-W-S-E-R. And oh, the first fantastic. book, the first book is called Cupcakes, Trinkets, and Other Deadly Magics. And the author is Megan Sienna Doidge. And the book is freaking amazing. It is. It's <laughs> um, so great. She had a new one out this so week. good. Oh, does she? <laughs> yes. I, I was okay, so sorry. That was the noise that I, a <laughs> note that I didn't know I could hit. Yes. It's so, it's so, set in the um, Dowser world, even. Oh my but it's god! Like awesome. start of a new series. So someone wrote a Twitter thread about these books, and um, the way it's not like your traditional uh, traditional urban fantasy where you just read the whole series straight through. So she has these series. The, it's the Dowser series, the Reconstructionist series. The it's in like 
the Amplifier series and some other series, and they all tie in together. Um, so you read like the first three of the Dowser series, and then you go to the first book in this other series. And then you read the, and then you read books four, five, and six of the Dowser series. And then you read the other book, and then you read another book, and then you read like the next three. So this heroine, her name is Jade. How do you keep track of this? Um, On the web, on the front of the book, she has a reading order in front of every Ah. book. Okay. So yeah. So um, the really like great part. Um, so Jade is a she is a cupcake baker. So I already love her. Yes. 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 And and this book takes place in Vancouver, British Columbia. She is a cupcake baker. She has cake a cupcake called Lust in a Cup, which sounds like a bunch of delicious chocolate. <laughs> and she has like a little bit of magic and she takes these, she finds these trinkets and she kind of binds them all together, basically. Um, she binds all the trinkets together and puts magic in it, but she doesn't necessarily realize that that's what she's doing. And the book kind of starts when there's a vampire that is trying to um, come into her baking shop, but she has wards and her grandmother is like this super special woman of, of the conclave. And she has a sister that she's really close to. So, <clears throat> so basically, you know, she's got all this stuff, you know, she's living like the humdrum normal life, right? Baking her cakes. She loves what she does. Life is grand. And then everything just starts to go to hell in the handbasket. And she doesn't really know why. Um, and, and it starts off with a murder as many of them do. Um, and she has a very light, whimsical kind of tone in, in the first part of the first book. And as situations begin to happen to her, her tone starts to change and it becomes more like a little more, a little darker in scope and a little more like acerbic and maybe with a little more like, um, like a little more dark humor because she's just trying to, she's been thrust into this world that she doesn't understand. And everybody in this world just expects her to figure it out. Um, she also is able to taste magic. So ma- all magic has a taste to it. And every, every magical creature has a kind of magic that has a taste. And there's a lot of like big bad, you know, you know like there's a lot of dark, and just when you think it couldn't get worse, it gets a lot worse. Um, so I, and I just want to talk about the first book and the other series for just a second. Um, I don't remember the name of it right off the top. Oh, I think it's called I See, I See Me. And it's the Oracle series. And the difference between Jade and the heroine in this book, like with Jade, you still haven't figured out who her like love interest is going to be at all. The person in the, in the Oracle series like finds her person right away but she also thinks that she is um that she is crazy and that she has like she's been medicated her whole life pretty much and she honestly believes that that there's something really wrong with her um and the difference in the tones like you definitely know that they're two different heroines you know two different personalities but this series just binds them together really really well and the last thing that I'm going to say about the series is that if you are a baker there's actually a cookbook that comes with it so all of the cupcakes and things that the author or that the the heroine makes 
um, there are recipes to be able to make them. So she's setting up for a really complex world, lots of shades of gray, like a very flawed person. Everybody's flawed. You don't really, sometimes it's hard establishing who the good guys are from the bad guys, but they're so good. And I, uh, I just think everyone should read them. Yeah, these I need are to delightful. start this Yes, they're <laughs> delightful. Oh, you read them, so you and you enjoyed them, Shannon. Yes, right? yes. How far have you read up to? Oh, not very yet. She's okay. a saverer. Yes, not a binger. So you've just go, read like the first book. I have to I'm go to the third uh, Dowser book. So I've read the first okay. two. Okay, so you kind of know how everything all kind of shakes out. Yes, so I have it's, it's one intense. more Dowser book, and then I will switch uh, to Oracle. Got it. For a little bit. Oracle. Right. Natalia. Everybody knows what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so, <laughs> except the people who are listening. True, true, true. <laughs> That's true. But they might. They might. I am kind of predictable, just a tad. So. I have been trying to convince the twenties here, the twenties, to read because Shannon already has, and I'm not sure about Mika. Mika, have you read these books that I'm going to talk about? And um, well, basically, most of us in the podcast had read these books that I'm talking about, but the twins were a little bit apprehensive. And yes, they were. God, I had to use all my powers of persuasion to convince them to read these books, which were considerable. Yeah. <laughs> yes, six. yes, they were. Considerable and considerably amazing. So these are the Georgina Kincaid books by Rochelle Mead. And I know that whenever we talk about urban fantasy or paranormal or something, I always have to talk about them because they're just that good. But you know why they're that good? Because the twins read them and they loved them, of course. And it got me so nostalgic <laughs> that I reread them myself because, you know, this... I've kind of been slumpy and, you know, I did them a solid, like they read my favorite. So now I'm reading their favorite and very much enjoying them. So I guess, <laughs> you know, it's working out for all of us. So Georgina Kincaid, what is it about? You might wonder, like, why is she going on and on and on about how awesome these books are and not telling us what they're about? It's about sex. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yes, well, it is yeah. though. And that's actually why they didn't want to read them because this book, the main character is a sex demon. But don't worry, it's it's very classy, very classy. So this uh, woman, her name is Georgina Kincaid. She is a succubus. Now, for those who don't know what a succubus is, because I sure didn't before I read these books, uh, in, at least in this world, she uh, a human being can sell their souls to hell for in exchange for a favor or any, any kind of favor. But, you know, okay, hell tells them, I will do you this favor, but you have to serve me for eternity. And what does a succubus do? So a succubus has sex with other people and tries to corrupt them in the sense like, you know, they look for married men to sleep with or somebody that's really nice to sleep with and, you know, to sin with them. And the nicer, the better the person is, the the more moral the person is, the more life force they get. And this life force sustains them. So you might be wondering, oh my goodness, but this is kind of like, what is redeemable about a character like this? So what's going on with Georgina? Everything. But she doesn't like being a succubus anymore. Like she's done with this succubus life. I mean, she literally only has sex with people when she needs the energy. 
She only has sex with bad people. So the energy she gets is minimal. And she's just really tired of being a succubus. Uh, and what I like about this book is just so cool because, you know, there's, of course, a lot of biblical reference. Um, I'm, I'm Christian, so I recognize a lot of the reference. And, you know, you see heaven and hell and they kind of run like corporations. Yes, you know, they Satan do. is the CEO of hell and God is the CEO. Jehovah is the CEO of heaven. And it's just, you know, there's paperwork and there's contracts and there's board meetings. And it's just so it was so brilliant, I thought. And so the first book is called Succubus Blues, for any who, like me, are really intrigued by this. I want to start this series. And as I said, Georgina, uh, not only is she sick of being a succubus, but she kind of likes her human lifestyle. She works in a bookstore. She has yes. friends. Yes, she does. Yeah, I love it. And all of it, you know, her, she also has friends that serve hell like her, that are immortal, you know, vampire. There are vampires. There are um, imps, the imps are the ones who make the contract for hell. They are incubuses, which are basically the male version of what she does. And somebody is killing immortals. Now, isn't that ironic? Like somebody is killing immortals. You know, who you know who's killing these people? So it's very cool because she's kind of you know you have the the urban fantasy aspect of it. You know, it's urban fantasy, modern day Seattle, and then you have the mystery aspect. You have your your heroine that's a sleuth you know she likes to find out about mysteries and she's super brave but she can't really fight which is cool i you love know, that kind of ordinary yeah. yeah she's she's ordinary because you know a lot of i love my you know kick butt heroines and that can you know beat people up in a way that i never could but i i loved how even though she was working for hell she was so ordinary and i guess you'll just have to read it because i, I don't want to spoil it but i will say that it's one of the most uh, complex, beautiful stories I've ever read, and it has everything. I mean, mystery, intrigue, humor. You know, I, I read them when I was a teenager, and some of the humor I didn't get. And then when I reread them, I was like, "Oh, this is great." Ooh. Okay, yeah, so, I like them a lot. Natalia, wanna... you were right, and yes. I was wrong, and we this were both Stacey. wrong. And I want to say to you that the thing that I like the most, usually when I read a book. Honestly, it's because, well, first of all, because I love the, the plot and everything, but also because I love the hero and I want to see the hero and the heroine hook up. Right. Um, in these books, it was completely about Georgina and her like overall like development as a character and her, her growth. And just, you know, I love how the books kind of take you back to different points in her very long life in different exactly. eras. And, you know, just the way that she's just like, you know, an assistant manager at a bookstore and like living this very human life. Um, but I, I just really loved that she was very much um, the person in the story that I wanted to root for. And it right. was very much about women and the strength and resilience of women. And just, I don't know. I loved everything about it. So yeah, thank you love, for forcing me. I love the feminism it. of it. Yes. You know, my, I, I should mention that the world almost had to go into an apocalypse for her to actually pick them up because I've been trying for years. It's true. It did. So, right? I, it's yes. True. <laughs> so I did not know if I could identify with her. I mean, I love sexy books. I'm the first person to tell you, but I don't, I, it's hard for me to get into books where there's like sex with a lot of people. And I'm like, right. and, and it's not bad. It's just, no, me too. It's just not yeah. who I am. And I was right. like, oh my God, a succubus. Like every page he's going to be out like, <laughs> you know, 
slaking her lust and and right. Shannon and Natalia and, and Min and a lot of other people were like, no, it's not like that. And I, I read it actually like a month ago, right when we were staying at home. And I just, I read all six books in like five days. They were so I know, good. I did and too. <laughs> so Sarah. Has anyone in this group or listening to this podcast read Patricia Briggs? Yes. Yes. So you would think, talking about Patricia Briggs, that I would be raving about the Mercy Thompson series, which I love, by the way, like with every fiber All of my being. All hail walking stick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start over. I'm, I'm having like a Patricia Briggs obsession right now, so I'm actually going to start over from the beginning and read the entire Mercy Thompson series. But I really wanted to focus in this episode on a series that I feel, and maybe maybe I'm wrong to feel this way, but I feel like it's a series that doesn't get as much love as the Mercy Thompson series. And that's the Alpha and Omega series, Anna and Charles. Has anybody read that read series? Those. Oh my God. In some ways I love them more than Mercy Thompson. Whoa. Because I, I, I have I, read them. And I've they just are started lovely. the novella. I haven't read. I them. love the novella. Actually, oh, I, it's one of my favorite novellas ever. Mine too. And I hate novellas. Me too. But because they're too short which is yeah. why they're called novellas, but I don't usually <laughs> hate them, but I'm not usually like in love with them. Like I, I'm not like someone, that. I'm not someone. Okay. Let me rephrase. I'm I not love novellas. Who, I know yes, you, you do. do. I don't I usually do. purchase novellas. How does that no. sound? Because I'm like, why would I spend money on like a four hour book? And this book was like two hours or something like that. It was short, but it was part of an anthology and it was called Alpha and Omega, which is actually the series. And these books are about two werewolves named Charles and Anna. And in the original novella, Charles is the pack, uh, we're going to say enforcer, but that's not exactly the word. I don't want to call him a, like a mercenary or a assassin because he does more than that. But his father is the like werewolf of all werewolves and he basically governs all of the u.s other people around like in europe they respect him and they um kind of kowtow to him when they're around him but they are not necessarily part of what he does and charles the son kind of has to go around and if people are not falling in line, he is sent in to kind of assess what's going on, the werewolves, and kind of clean up the damage in the packs. So he is sent to a pack in Chicago that is having some issues. And he meets Anna, who is an Omega, which is very, very, very rare She's been told since she was changed into a werewolf against her will that she is a submissive wolf. She's the bottom of the pecking order. She's no one. She gets passed around to other males in the pack. She's beaten. She's raped. Luckily doesn't, it's awful. It doesn't go into that in the books, but it's just, it's awful. And she's lived as a werewolf for three years. And she was like, a music student at a university and very like with a lot of promise and very talented and basically a bad werewolf pack took that away from her because they 
determined that she is an Omega and they wanted her for their pack, but due to circumstances, I'm not going to tell you because it will ruin the plot for you. She is not told she's an Omega. She's told she's submissive and the bottom of the barrel and not worth, you know, a lot of people's time. And it's, it's really heartbreaking to read. And she's not a doormat person, you know, she's, but she's also a very, um, I think I like her so much because she's, she's very tough, but she's very kind. And she's not tough like she goes out and like cuts people's heads off and stuff necessarily. She's tough because she's a fighter and she, she, she's just a good person. I don't know how to say it any better than that. And when Charles meets her, his wolf knows right away that she is his and he is hers. And they know it right away too. Well, she not quite, quite as quickly, but she's very intrigued by him. And they basically, in the novella, have to solve the mystery of the Chicago pack and why it's so messed up. And then the books go into, um, like, the longer full-length books. And every book there is, like, a situation that Charles is sent in to deal with that Anna helps with because as the Omega – she has an extremely calming, soothing impact on troubled wolves and, and angry wolves and damaged wolves, and she's good to have along. And this, this series has it all. It has the fae. It has witchcraft. It has just the most amazing relationship building. I love it because, you know, in the beginning, they realize that they're meant to be mates, but Anna's been really abused and Charles like Anna's only been a werewolf for like three years. So she's like 23 in human years and Charles is like 200. And yeah, I know it sounds so dumb when I say it, but it's really not like when you read the book, cause she makes it work because Patricia Briggs is like a really talented writer. It's like when and, vampires are like a thousand and they're right. like this, like really young nubile. Yes. <laughs> And that's not quite how it is in this one, um, if you've ever read Alpha and Omega. But um, so, like, they have to get to know each other, and, like, they trust each other, but they actually have to develop their relationship. And each book, something kind of happens, or a new layer gets kind of exposed or, you know. And to me, it's just such a beautiful story, and I love the situations that they're in. They're, like, terrifying. Patricia Briggs knows how to write a really terrifying story. The Fae are terrifying. The Black Witches are terrifying. Like, the situations that, that she describes, like, really make me want to hide in the corner. But they're so good. And I just, I, I love the love that these characters have for each other. And I feel like, you know, the Mercy Thompson series, like I said, is, like, one of my most favorite series ever. But I feel like when anyone recommends urban fantasy, they're like, oh, Patricia Briggs, Mercy Thompson. And people don't really say, oh, Patricia Briggs, Alpha and Omega, but I love Alpha and Omega. So I would really recommend that people read it. It's really quite good. The writing is great. She does some world building, but it's not the whole first book. So you just like jump right in and, oh God, it's just really good. <laughs> so whenever I sit down and plan one of these episodes, I have all these marvelous ideas about what we're going to talk about and how it's going to go. And it's going to be just like this fantastically organized, um, like marvel of an episode. 
but then we <laughs> we we don't quite achieve my 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 desired um level of like amazingness but this that's is why we okay. need like an eight-part urban fantasy yeah. podcast series <laughs> yeah. right you just like talk about <laughs> urban fantasy forever yes but what i want to do before we have to say goodbye is mika had a challenge that she wants to tell you about with urban fantasy and then i want us all to talk a little bit like that that's the key phrase a little bit briefly things yes briefly about something that we've been wanting to read and and haven't yet so basically like what's your 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 paranormal short list so mika i'm gonna have you um like deviate from our prescribed order um just to talk about the point that you wanted to raise so i think that the challenge with urban fantasy especially and a lot of books have this challenge right but i think that urban fantasy tends to have this more than most so it is called the first book syndrome and the first book syndrome is that like you know the author has written the first book this first book in the fantasy and you could either be thrown into the first book as like everybody knows what's going on except you the reader um or you could be thrown into this first book where you also don't know what's going on but neither does the protagonist and so both of you are just trying to find out together and both of you are confused and and this is really a challenge because um because you're just trying to figure it out you're trying to figure out okay who's who's you know what are the rules of this world how do things work oh my God, when is this person going to find out what's going on? Because I read the book blurb. And so why can't they figure it out already? Look, the vampires are bad. Okay, come on. (laughs) Why are you making a deal with one? Um, And so I just challenge, I challenge you to try to get past that first book syndrome. But if you can't, sometimes, sometimes it's just good to, read like a synopsis of what happened in the first book and just ease on into that second book. Kate oh. Daniels. Kate Daniels. And let me let Daniels, me tell you guys. Yes. I and, you know if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I don't ask you not to read books in order because I am a stickler for order. But for once I'm going to agree with Mikamu here about skipping first books so and it just you <laughs> know it's okay book. like sometimes you can just ease on into that second book and read it and do, and then what i call the first book of urban fantasy sometimes is i refer to them as investment books so maybe if you can <laughs> figure out like what was going on you go and you read like the second the third the fourth book and then you come back to this book because now you are you there's an there's an emotional investment in these characters that you have spent like three books um reading and so you want to go back to that first book and that'll give you kind of like some backstory whereas maybe it might have just made you go to sleep and um series that typically have this trouble is um the kate daniels series and the authors will tell you that themselves like they will just tell you you know like not every book comes out i've read it twice so oh, you should just so listen much. to me, like I always say. <laughs> so um, now, and then 
the other one, like Jim Butcher, for example, people have been saying, oh, you need to, oh, you need to read Jim Butcher. You know, the first three books aren't that great, but man, that fourth book is, it's okay. And the, by the time you get to book five, blah, blah, blah. Now I, I don't <laughs> oh have gosh. enough. I can only suspend my investments so far. So I'm going to need book two to kind of hook me in. Yeah. Um, yep. October Day is kind of another series. I oh, do suggest- I I do. I do. I'm not I was bored. No, not October day. Hey, this is, is my this is my point here, ladies. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. Whoa, Mika so, rose down. Office. All right, Mama Mika. <laughs> so, the first book is it can be a challenge to read, but if you think of the first two books of the October Day series as like detective noir that just so happens to be urban fantasy, I think the read will go better for you. Because no. by the time okay. you get to book yes. three, it, it just it just goes like completely. But you need those first two books to kind of know how far Toby has, how far in the hole and in the pit of despair she is until, and then, you know, book three kind of takes you like to some other places. So just hang in there. And find a friend. Find a friend who has read this book so that they can like be your cheerleader, <laughs> which is what, like, which is what Sarah needs to do. When what? She, re- <laughs> she reads Rachel Morgan. Now it's listen. To find us. Yes. Find us yes. and chat with I us. I always read the first book. And I oh my love God. Daniels and October no. Day. No. Uh-uh. Stay, oh, I'm down. sorry. It's what Stacy needs to do. Yeah, Stacey, and find us. Oh, I, right. will, and, I will cheerlead you through this. And I have to say, and you can all throw rotten eggs at me. I was so bored out of my gourd by Mercy Thompson, the first book. Oh, I couldn't no. get past it. I'm sorry. So uh, this is my. This Those is fighting your, words on this no, podcast. Yes. This 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 church service is for me specifically. I will go back and try again. Yay! Stacey, wait, we have to say Stacy is a book hopper. I have to read. Like once I start, unless it's really bad, I have to read and I have to figure out what's going to happen. Stacy, she's like, oh, Sarah, this series is really. I'm going to start this series. I don't know. Um. I think I'm going to find something else. She's like a book hopper. She needs to like, no, I call it a mood reader. All right. Oh, fine. A mood reader. So let's talk quickly here about things that we, we do plan to invest time in. Um, so like Stacy, what would be the top three things on your well, paranormal short list? I would say I just picked up um, the Allie Beckstrom series by Devin Monk. Um, Magic to the Bone, I think, is the first one. And I've seen this author's name for years and years. And for whatever reason, I'm like, eh. But I started it like an hour before the podcast, and I'm so hooked. So that's the first one. Really? Yeah. They're so good. um, I I think I had first book syndrome with that one. And everybody likes it, and I want to like it, but I – I didn't like the first book. I just, Should I, I give it another chance? In. I think so. I got sucked in right away. And then um, the other one I would say for me is um, I'm I'm very interested in the Foundling series by Haley Edwards. Oh yeah. Oh, um, what's that? And let's see for the third. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's the Sarah J. Maas. Um, I I know. I um, I really feel. Um, I, I, I have a sort of young adult um, bias that hurts Natalia to her heart and her soul. And so I haven't read Sarah J. Moss before. 
Um, but I thought this would be a good place to start because it's not classified as young adults. So once I get some investment in her writing and in the, in the book, I can go back then and read A Court of Thorns and Roses. And um, I could also read the uh, Throne of Glass series as well. But so that's sort of like, that's on my short TBR also. Yeah. Mika? Yes. Do you have a paranormal shortlist? Uh, sure. <laughs> um, let's see. I know. <laughs> um, so, okay. So I, I think I'd like to um, try the Georgina Kincaid series, but I might need oh. some spoilery spoilers first. We'll help you. We will oh, help good. support you. I'm yeah. not um, spoiling yes, anything for you. You don't then know. Then I'm not going spoiled. to ask you. Then don't talk to Natalia. <laughs> I don't need any spoilers. <laughs> it, I, do. do. I will, there are some there are some times in the book that I will not continue Call unless friend, I have I'll a tell spoiler. You. Yeah, so spoilers, we'll you. spoilers save lives. Um, Ooh, no. <laughs> wanted spoilers save lives, but yes, I'm wanted ones. spoilers don't. Um, yeah. I actually have not read the Haley Edward Haley Edwards um, oh. the Foundling series. I've heard a lot about it, but I have not read it. It's so um, good. I have read a couple of K.F. Breen books, like The Natural oh, Witch and Natural Marriage, yeah. but I haven't gotten to, to read like the Demigod, the Demigod series in San Francisco. That's the one I want to read. Um, you were just talking to me about that the other day. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then I, I guess it was supposed to be a short list, but uh, let's see. <laughs> and more. then I, I read the first Vampire Academy book. Um, yes. Yes. Like last year, and I actually I really enjoyed it, but it kind of it really stressed me out. Oh dear! Because, well, because I just want to mom everybody, and and so oh. I really have to like read it and force myself to not mom everybody and be like Mika, you you too were a dumbass as a teenager, so like you <laughs> didn't know oh, anything. No. I think I think that those, and then I've not I I'm interested in trying Sarah J. Moss, but nobody has ever really told me like what her books are actually about so if I and I can't really tell from the blurbs I know I right? can't either like I can't so I need to I know what I'm getting into um, and then you know maybe Jim Butcher at some stage of my life so <laughs> hey. you can read the first three books for all of us and then tell, yeah, yeah. You can tell us if they're terrible <laughs> I just also I'm wanted so to just mention um I just wanted to mention real quick that if nobody here has uh two quick things if um, the thing I like about novellas, because we got into a conversation pre-podcast about like not liking novellas, and I like novellas because if you don't know that you are ready to commit to a series, and urban fantasy is often a big commitment. It's about as big yeah. as a relationship, to be frankly honest. Right. It is. <laughs> like, um, Maybe even then, bigger. Even bigger. Um, novellas can really help you to get the sense of it, even if it might, might not necessarily like be in order, because then you're getting, you're getting a really short taste of what the book is likely to be about, what that series is likely to be about in a way that nothing else can. And then the other thing, the last thing I wanted to mention um, is, well, first, the Kitty, if you've not read Kitty Norville, she reminds me a lot. That that series reminds me a lot of the Alpha and Omega series of how bad that um, Anna had it had oh. it because Kitty also has oh. it pretty badly and she's like the supernatural Delilah um, because she has a radio show and if you've never oh. read if you've never read Dana <laughs> Marie Bell 
if you've never read any books by Dana Marie Bell, um, you're really missing out. She's got a series about the Fae, but her other series is called Maggie's Grove, and it's very, very funny, and the vampire is a vegetarian, and so, and he, <laughs> ends, up, and he ends up finding a mate who is a dryad whose blood is, like, made of chlorophyll from plants. So it oh is delightful. <laughs> so for me... I have been contemplating the Cassie Palmer series by Karen Oh, yes, Chance me too. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Quite a so while. good. And it, like, weirdly kind of dovetails, I guess, from what I've heard into the Dorina Bazarak or, like, yes. the Night's Daughter series. Um, so I'm really excited about that because it looks like just a big sweeping thing that I can just fall into. Um, I'm also very intrigued by Jen Bennett's um, Arcadia, Arcadia Bell, Bell books. Me too. Yes, I have not read those, um, but I really want to. And I really want to obey um, the edict of Nika and Natalia and at some point check out Chloe Neal and her um, oh, yes. Chicagoland Sorry, vampires. That's okay. <laughs> So those are the kind of like the three things that I'm seriously considering. There are others, of course, but these are kind of the ones that have been ruminating in my mind for a while. Natalia? Well, first, I just want to apologize for my enormous enthusiasm. I don't think I've ever been so enthusiastic on a <laughs> podcast before, but this is seriously one of my favorite, favorite genres of all time. And my goal is to find the urban fantasies that I haven't read. I had a friend, uh, I have a friend who was, when urban fantasy was really hot, like 2006, 2007, was so obsessed with it that she sent me all of the books. So most of the series that you guys are mentioned mentioning, I have read. And so it makes me sad because it's like, oh my God, <laughs> what is left for me? <laughs> so I'm going to try the Yasmin Gellinarin um <gasps> series oh gosh the women <laughs> what oh, oh yeah, yeah the first so, book is called dark witch my recommendation for you with yasmin is that she's trying to get all of her rights back to the other right. world books and so she's asking that people not recommend them right now because the way to get the rights back is for the publisher sales to fall um oh, so you don't so want me my, to so my recommendation for you is um, to do either Indigo Court, which is dark urban fantasy about the Fae, mm -hmm. or The Wild Hunt, which is also dark urban fantasy about witches and right. deities and vampires. Not that you can't do Otherworld. Like, I love Otherworld so much. But right. if she can get her rights back, then she can expand that series. That would and be so great. she's yeah. asking for people to... Um, help her get her rights back by not buying it from Berkeley. Okay, I um, will. I will contribute. Shannon, what is the Yasmin Gallinorn series about? The girl that like there, she. I hate to say she sees dead people because it sounds so oh, like Sixth oh, Sense, but she Whisper comes home. Hollow. Yes, Whisper Hollow. Yes, she's dead people. Whisper Hollow <laughs> is the best. Talia might I really like Whisper Hollow. Yeah, but yes. it's good. There are three of them, and they are amazing. I thought Natalia might like that. Yes, Natalia well, would like that. I definitely want to try her again because I, I tried, you know, the, the the series that shall not be named, and it was whatever. I didn't really. Oh, Witchling, yeah. Yeah, it didn't really, <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't think I was in the mood, honestly. 
And so that I want to read the women of the other world by Kelly Armstrong. Cause I actually haven't, I know. Can you believe You've never it? Read those? I've never read those. No. Oh my goodness. I've, I've only never, read up to book seven. I've never I read, haven't read more those either. Minutes. Natalia. Yeah. I need, I need to try them. Cause I keep hearing that they're amazing. I've read they other Kelly so Armstrong. Good. They I've read are other so Kelly good. Armstrong. Yeah. Um, I was going to pull up Bill novels and I didn't have time, yeah, but those were amazing. Right. And Love I just though. want to go hunting for everything else that that I haven't read because as I said, I, I love this genre so 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 much. And when it was hot, that was seriously everything I was reading. So Shannon. Oh, yeah. Those are up. like the best times. Like I know. I know. So Sarah. Do you have a okay, friend. short list? Yes. Yes. Okay. I need to read The Hollows by Kim yes. Harrison. I gave yes. it I gave it about <laughs> ten pages. What else well, do you have, Sarah? Be honest, um I'm struggling with this because if it's an urban fantasy series, it's usually something that I've gobbled. Um the Haley or Hailey Edwards traveling series sounds yes. interesting. Yes. Um and I guess um, my short list is going to be very short because I really don't have a lot to add right now because, I mean, there are a lot of like, like Rochelle Mead, she has several series, like oh. maybe I want to check. Um, I Dark go, I, I fun of a lot. Um, young adult. Jennifer Armentrout has a, um, a series and I, I'm so sorry, I can't think of the name right now, but it's, um, it's the Gargoyles, Shannon. Like there's oh, not with the blind, the, student, the person who's blind, but the one. Yes, the darkest elements, and then it, it kind of leads into the new series that the the harbinger. It just yes, and I really want to read that, but I want to say two more things, and I promise I'll make it super quick. So, I think a lot of people know, like the big, you know, the big like Patricia Briggs, Sean and McGuire, you know, those types of authors. But two really great series that I feel like are not talked about enough: um, Jacqueline Carey, Agent of Hell, but it's not Hell like like the underworld it's hell well it is an underworld but it's the norse goddess hell like h-e-l oh, i think uh-huh um the first book in that series is dark currents it's really really good i actually reread the whole series just for this episode and it was amazing the second time just like it was the first and the first book is not a meh she throws you right in um the other series um the worst thing I can say about it is that I think this author only wrote this trilogy and never wrote anything else. Um, it's so Kate sad. Locke. I know you knew what I was going to say, Shannon is Kate Locke. And her first book is, um, long, long live the queen. Nope. No. Um, in the first, God, <laughs> God save, save the queen. queen. God save the queen. Sorry. Um, her first book is God save the queen. And it's kind of like steampunk meets modern meets, paranormal meets urban fantasy and it's everything i love about everything and i and feel like goblins goblins and like werewolves and like the vampires are kind of creepy like queen not victoria like victoria's a vampire yeah but by the end i really kind of like queen victoria like i really really <laughs> like this well you don't think you're gonna like queen oh victoria God. and then they have all these people that they're called havies and they yes. are a cross between um, a human and a, like, supernatural, like a werewolf or a vampire. 
And just the way she sets up the world is so amazing. And I just, I feel like these two series, Agent of Hell and um, the Immortal Immortal Empire series. Damn it. um, I have to read those two. You just have to trust me. They're, They're really good. And I feel like in both those series, it's not like, well, if you just make it through the first book, you'll like the next two. It's not like that. They're both really, really good first, second, and third books, in my opinion. So this was um, a, a long and kind of rollicking episode, but we <laughs> <laughs> rollicking. Oh, yeah. Shannon, I have a question for you before you Ooh. end. Yes. All right. So it's an episode idea, but I'm just curious if our listeners have some ideas as well in terms uh, of um, in terms of urban fantasy meets cozy mystery. Yes. Mm, yes. Yes. Julia Blackwell. I, the, I those would ones. totally Heather do Weber. Heather Weber. Yes. I just want to throw that out there because a lot yep. of times like urban fantasy is all, you know, rawr, you're a vampire. Kick ass. Head off. You know. Um, or, I want to oh, read an urban so fantasy easy. where someone says, rawr, you're a vampire. <laughs> 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 Actually, Mika wrote that in her role play book. I, I mean, so- there's not a whole lot I didn't write in that book. No, I, Mika I wrote- hear somebody say raw, raw. R A W R. Mika wrote. Ow, I'm aware. Yes, if I could have like thrown some pirates in there, I'm sure that would have happened next. So. Vampire pirates. Oh shit! Yeah. Raw, mystery- you're a vampire, matey. <laughs> oh my god, that cozy mystery mixed with um, urban fantasy would be amazing. I think yeah, it'd be so much be fun. fun. So we might have to come back and yeah, yeah and, we will come back and do this. We will, we will. All right, so that really does do it for us this evening. <laughs> Thank you to Stacy, Sarah, Nika, and Natalia for coming together and sharing so much paranormal love with all of us and thanks as always goes out to christine for all of her editing and of course we thank all of you who join us each week for our discussions of great books if you would like to leave us a rating or a review You can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Mm